the crack of a bat, the thump of a mitt, the roar of the crowd, or maybe this crowd. You know the sounds well and what they mean. Baseball is back. It's the return of our beloved pastime. But if you're like me, and you most likely are since, well, you're listening to this podcast, there's another sound that signals the start of a new season, and it often comes before the rest. The crackle and tear of a freshly opened baseball card pack. For so many people, Topps Baseball Series 1 acts as the unofficial start of a new season of love, and we at Topps cannot fully express how much we appreciate being a part of your love of the game. If you haven't gotten your hands on the product just yet, you can go buy it at your local hobby or retail store right now. This year's Series 1 has gotten a lot of press, focusing on the vibrant base card design and the special imagery that was paired with it. But why does the product look the way it does, and how do players feel to be a part of such a long-standing tradition? These questions will be answered in this episode as we look under the hood of 2016 Topps Baseball Series 1. I interview Clay Lorasky, the Vice President of Product Development, Jeremy Fullerton, the Brand Manager of Series 1, and John Dolden, the Art Director of the product. As for finding out what it's like to have a card of your own, I spoke with Carlos Beltran of the New York Yankees and Evan Longoria of the Tampa Bay Rays about what it's like to have your mug on a baseball card. But before we lift the hood, I have with me Kevin Moody of the marketing team to do the first of what will be a recurring segment, Tops News. Kevin will tell you what products to look out for in the coming week. Kev, take it away. Thanks, Alex. This is Tops News for the week of February 22nd, 2016. There is something for every type of collector, with multiple products releasing this week. First is 2015 Definitive Collection Football, a high-end product that is highlighted with on-card autos of rookies, fan favorites, and legends, along with helmet piece relics. Next, Strata Football offers a chance to pull layered cards jumbo relics of players across the NFL, both of which come out on February 24th. Football fans can also get Field Axis Football on February 26th. It offers fantastic action photography and a lengthy checklist that will be a welcome challenge for collectors to complete. Also on Friday, February 26th, Top 65th Anniversary Retired Autographs will come out exclusively on Tops.com. For UFC fans, as they get ready for Silva vs. Bisping, 2016 Topps UFC High Impact will release on Topps.com February 24th. This high-end product contains dynamic designs with an autograph with more than 40 fighters. Topps Authentics has launched a pre-sale of autographed oversized jumbo rookie chrome cards of MLB superstar Ichiro that can only be found at Topps.com. Topps Authentics also features signed memorabilia from MLB stars such as Carlos Correa and Luis Severino. For the latest information on Tops, including redemption reports, product information, and more, check out the Tops blog on Tops.com. You can also follow us through Facebook at facebook.com tops, on Twitter at TopsCards, or Instagram at TopSports. Thanks, Kevin. As mentioned earlier, I was able to sit down with the Vice President of Product Development, Clay Lorasky, who gave us the first insight into the product. So, Clay... Talk to me about what you're most proud of with this year's Series 1. It's very comprehensive when you look at it. You know, usually in a Series 1, you have one or two things that really stand out, whereas this product, I feel like it's operating on all cylinders. Like, there's a lot of great things going on. And, it, and it, to me, it really starts with the design. It's really a departure from what we've done as a company and to be honest with you 
it was a little scary to go in that direction because we have this responsibility of upholding this tradition um, that's 65 years old and you want to make every person out there who's ever collected tops and is collecting tops, um, you want to make them happy. And, um, you know, since designs are very subjective, it's not always an easy thing to do. Um, so we went away from the norm on the design, and I think it came out absolutely stunning. And I, I'm, I'm so happy. And, you know, sometimes when you're looking at designs on a, on a, you know, on a monitor or on a printout, it doesn't get the full effect. You don't really get to see the, the end result until you open up a pack of cards and you see it, see it live. You said that this was a bit of a break from the norm. What did you mean by that, and how can fans see that when they open up this box? Um, if you look at the designs over the last 10 or so years, there's, there's one constant, and that's a, a white border. And that, that plays off the history of what a Topps trading card has traditionally looked like. This year, there's no border at all. It bleeds out over the whole card. There's kind of this smoky design that's going on in the card that you that's used as kind of the, the placeholder. And um, some of the elements that are on the card are very um, future forward. Um, they're less conservative. They take more of like what we see graphically in today's media, and which I think is the right thing because you want your design to reflect that year, like what's going on. Like for example, when you look at 1972, all right, it's got that kind of early 70s disco look. You know that's 1972. And that's one thing we always try to accomplish with the designs is we want you to be able to look at the design at, in any given year, know what year that card is from, and does it represent the way the game was and the way the world was. And in this set, a lot of the press that's coming from it has to do with imagery. Talk a bit about why this year featured some really fun and notable images that people definitely remember. Right. Well, there's been great imagery throughout the past 65 years. When you're making trading cards and you're competing against so many different types of mediums of where people can get their, their images, it can be tough because you're you're a flat piece of cardboard so you you need to capture that right moment that's going to make sense on a baseball card um, so this year we picked we have some select shots of players from some of their really key moments like Mike Trout robbing a home run Jose Bautista doing his bat flip and they're just signature moments, and a great and the the reason why people are gravitating towards these cards is because they either really remember that moment as a fan, they might have been at the game, but it's what trading cards are about. It's a, a keepsake from that moment in time. So when you can have an amazing moment, then that card means even that much more. Opening a pack of cards, it's fun in itself, but how about opening one up and seeing your own face 
while I chatted with Evan Longoria of the race and asked him what it's like to actually have your likeness on a baseball card. That's cool, man. It's pretty, um, uh, it's, it's one of those things that as a kid, um, you know, growing up collecting cards and stuff, you, uh, you really like you imagine it but you can never imagine seeing your own own face on one um let alone being you know in those shoes and able to play this game uh for a job and so i remember seeing uh, my card for the first time and uh just thinking like wow i mean even even though i was in the minor leagues you know they had minor league cards um it was like i've made it you know this is this is it this is the the epitome of of what uh being a baseball being a professional baseball player is so it's always uh, cool to, to see the new cards and see like what you know how tops continues to, to reinvent themselves and uh, you know cutting up jerseys and bats and all the stuff that you see now that like gives the fans a chance to um, to like have a piece of the game not just have a card that says your your stats on it but also like a piece of like something that I wore or something you know a bat that I played with going back I mean when you were younger did you collect as, as a kid I did I wasn't like a crazy collector but I remember like whenever my my mom would take me to the store or you know I'd go somewhere like where we were shopping or whatever and they had cards I would always want to buy a pack of cards you know and get home and and uh open it up and see if you could get like whoever the the best player was at that time you know it was all about like trying to to find those guys and um so I have fond memories of of opening up packs of cards and, and keeping them in a box and um and it's just it's it's cool like to think back and and now like to uh, to think forward to and and hope that like my kids enjoy those those same things that that I did. Did you look at some at someone's card and be like, man, that guy's my favorite? Uh, I I had a um, I actually won a, a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card in a like a this local card shop. They had like an auction for the card. Uh, I think it was like five bucks or something to put your name like in the hat and I, I won the card and so that was probably uh, I, I loved watching King Confusion play as a, as a kid and so that was probably the coolest card that I ever had and uh, and also one of the probably my my more memorable moments as a player was uh, being able to play against him in 2008 uh, after he was like my childhood idol um, you know it's just like I told him that when I met him I'm like this is crazy man like I remember freaking like playing your video game on Super Nintendo or on like whatever I think it was Super Nintendo um, and uh, and you know here I am like playing against you and so he's it was a cool moment he's always been uh, great and really humble guy so it's it was cool to, to, to have that moment yeah, and now he's going to the Hall of Fame. What do you think? Yeah, I, he's deserve, deserving, obviously. I mean, the guy was uh, one of the best, if not the best player of, of, his, of his time, uh, definitely at the position. But um, it's, it's obviously well-deserved, and uh, I'm happy for him. Yeah, and going into this coming season, uh, what are some goals for you that, that you want to accomplish? Just I'd like to win, you know. I'd like to win. I mean, I'd like to um, – uh, play on a team that uh, is, is competitive and um, and just try to replicate the numbers that, uh, that I know I'm capable of you know just be able to um, kind of have the, the, that year that everybody uh, knows I can have and and just um, just be on the field every day I think that's the the biggest thing is just being healthy and being able to try and put up those numbers and, and help the team what do you think is, is this year's team's strengths that you can guys can really build on well, the pitching, the pitching has always um, been our backbone, and so we're, we're going to have uh, two two of the pieces back. Uh, you know, we'll have Matt Moore for a whole season, and we'll have uh, we will have Drew Smiley for a whole season. Uh, so those guys are, are going to be um, 
kind of the key. Uh, we didn't have any of those. You know, all we had was Archer last year, and then we kind of pieced together a group that that was unbelievable. You know, Nate Carnes had a great year. Rasmo Ramirez had a great year for us, and those guys kind of uh, anchored a, a staff that was really hurting early on. So, uh, being able to have two guys like like Matt and, and Drew back, and then hopefully having Cobb. Um, you know, mid mid to, to late season uh, for that push will be will be big, and I think we have we've we've added some good offensive pieces um, and some guys that uh, I think we we're going to expect a lot from, but uh, remains to be seen. You know, spring training is going to sort out a lot for us. There's there's um, some some moving pieces still, so uh, spring will be be a, a time where we kind of get a better feeling on, on what it's going to be like. That's right around the corner. Are you excited? I am. Yeah, I'm getting there. It's. Uh, I was telling Seth, it's like it's one of those times where uh, my priorities, you know, they continue to shift. Like I have a family now, and I have kids, and it's like uh, you want to spend as much time with the kids as you can um, while getting ready, and and so um, understanding that you got a job to do and you got to get yourself ready. So. That's the focus now is to, to kind of start turning it over to, to baseball and um, getting it going. While the base card has been revolutionized, the litany of inserts that are found in the product act as wonderfully artful companions. And who knows more about that than assistant brand manager Jeremy Fullerton, who started us off by talking about the insert called Burger's Best, an homage to the father of the modern trading card. Cy Burger was the, you know, the godfather of cards, the father of cards, however you want to put it. And we lost him recently. So we wanted to do an insert that you know, paid homage to him uh, and the 65 years of baseball cards that we've had. So we selected 65 iconic baseball cards um, through the, the last 65 years, one from each year. And so the backs of those, the fronts of the cards are reprints of the actual card, and the back talks about the player that, uh, you know, that is featured, their, you know, how they succeeded uh, in, in that year, and kind of just the general history of that year's card. So it's a, t- a story of the whole 65 different designs. When choosing what photos to and what cards to honor, like what went into your selection? Um, a lot of different factors. Um, some were just cards that, you know, being a, a longtime collector, I think of a particular year um, and that card pops to mind. Um, and usually it's a card that would uh, pop to you know come to mind uh, of uh, collectors as well. So like the '87, I immediately thought of the Bo Jackson Future Stars card. That's an iconic card from that year. Um, you know some some of the old Willie Mays cards are iconic to certain years. Sandy Koufax, um, and so it was highlighting one of the more well-known cards from that year, and a player who had a good year that year, or was their rookie year, or won a championship that year. Um, so to give a, a big mix of all different players and uh, really highlight the design of the card, too. So along with Burger's Best, there's a very fascinating insert that's in there that looks different than any other card in this type of a product, and that's the Perspectives insert. Go into what fans can expect when they open up a pack and find one of these. Sure, Perspectives is an insert that the former brand manager, Matt Perrone, had been trying to get into cards for, for years. And uh, it, it's fitting that it, it was his swan song 
uh, in leaving the, the you know the brand division within Tops and moving on elsewhere within the company, he finally got his wish to come true and gets the perspectives insert into a, a set. And what you'll ex you'll see in perspectives are some really different high energy, high you know uh, high impact photography, it's full bleed um, of particular players, and then. Uh, laid into the card as if they were actual three-dimensional fonts are the words perspectives and the player name. Um, and these are active players, retired players. I know it was a ton of work uh, for both the editor who had to find images that would work best for this and then our art director uh, to, to lay the fonts down and make them look like they were actually in the image, you know, with special effects to make them a little uh, blurry as they're too far away or too close, um, and just get the right angle and shadowing. It's really something, like you said, something we've never seen before in Topps series, you know, the, the Topps flagship brand, and something that when you're opening up a pack, you're like, wow, this is something different. This is something cool. Let me check it out. The 100 years of Wrigley, obviously, Wrigley Field celebrated its 100th anniversary a few years ago, and these cards have a really special something on the bottom of them. Yeah, it's got the the iconic, uh, I guess, what is the facade, ivy brick and the sign that has that says Wrigley Field. Um, you know, baseball fans will immediately recognize that these are cards highlighting Wrigley Field and great events both from Cubs players in Wrigley Field and also visiting players that had great notable moments in their career at Wrigley Field too. And finally, a real, my favorite, my personal favorite insert, and it's not even close, and that is pressed into service. And why don't you go into explaining what this is about and why this is so much fun? Sure, it was definitely a fun insert to work on because you know, there were a few subjects that immediately came to mind, but uh, doing the research to find out who would be best suited for this insert. And uh, Preston's the Service uh, speaks about uh, position players who, when, uh, you know, the time arose that they needed an extra pitcher, they, uh, you know, got the call and moved either from the dugout or from their position in the field to take the mound and uh, pitch against th th their opponents to varying levels of success. While many baseball players can look at a card and think of the present or the recent past, Carlos Beltran is the rare player that can look at his own cards and remember a different millennium. I spoke with the Yankee outfielder about what it's like to have two decades of your life chronicled on a seemingly innocent piece of cardboard. It made me feel proud. I mean, uh, being coming from where I'm coming from, a humble family, and you know, and everything that we went through when, when where I grew up, I think uh, it made me feel that the hard work that I put into you know my career as a ball player and, and the sacrifices that I make and all that, every every every, every positive decision that I make uh, has really paying off because uh, you know when you look at your baseball car it, it's just a uh, just a sense of pride that you know basically it, it, it brings all the memories from from the back uh, from the past and 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 you know and just made me humble and something that Evan said when I talked to him was that when he looked at his first card he said to himself I made it did you have that similar feel when you saw your first 
Well, I, when I f looked at the fir my first car uh, in 1995, I told myself the opposite. You know, I told myself this is the beginning. You know, this is the beginning of uh, of you know something special is gonna come if I continue to work hard. And uh, when I look at my first uh, uh, car when I got to the big leagues. Uh, I told myself, you know, now is, is the, now is where I really have to work now because, you know, for me to stay at this level, you know, base, uh, basically listening to the to the players that have the experience of being a big league ball players and saying, you know what, it's not difficult to, to, to get to the big league. What is difficult is to stay in the big league. So I told myself, you know, now I, I really have to work hard and, you know, try to stay here for as much as I can. And thanks God, you know, this year is going to be my 19th year at the big leagues and uh, I'm very happy and very fortunate. And when you were younger, did you have an experience of collecting cards and also uh, maybe collecting a specific player that you really enjoyed? Well, you know what? Uh, uh, I had a neighbor that she used to collect cards and uh, I used to go to her house, you know, a lot of times and look, she, she had them in the shoebox, I remember. And I used to go there and sit down on the floor and take a look at the cards that she had. And she had, you know, a lot of cards like Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, uh, you know, icons of the game of baseball, and uh, I didn't know who they were, you know, until, you know, I got, became a professional ball player and, and basically uh, got to the big leagues and understood the history of baseball, the history of, uh, you know, this beautiful game. And uh, when I used to, you know, every ballpark I went, you know, I used to look at the retired numbers. I used to say, who's the number? Oh, this is uh, Joe DiMaggio, Beirut. I used to say, wow, man, I used to sell those cars when I was a kid. I didn't even, I didn't even know who they were. So I can't imagine uh, being able to have those cars in my hand, you know, uh, of course, that has value these days, but you know, at, 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 that, at that time, you know, I didn't really understood, and you know, being able to get to the big leagues and being able to sign as a professional ball player, you know, I collect cards, you know, and you know, players that I like, players that you know we get along, not, not necessarily have to be players that are like top ten in the big leagues, you know, just guys that are good persons, good you know, good guys and you know, I collect them and uh and my mom collect bunch most of the cards that are from me. Uh, you know, during the season, uh fans and cards, you know, I sign them and normally they say, yeah, yeah, keep one and you know, at the end of the day uh, I get a maybe 200, 300 cards by fans, and I send those to my mom, and she's just so happy to receive them. So it's just, uh, you know, baseball cards, I think all at one point in our life has been able to sit down or open a, a, a little box of a baseball card and, and really have enjoyed looking at the back of the card and the numbers and the history. Thinking back to your first card, and then now, I mean, you can see on the wall one of your most recent ones from this past season. And I mean, can you believe that you are where you are right now in your career? And that I mean, has it gone by in a blank? Oh my goodness! You know, has been has is it's just uh, you know, sober woman. You know, because uh, sometimes when I look at my career and I say, man, you know, I, I've been in doing this for 20 years, and and, and and the big leagues, you know, it's gonna be 18, 19 years. So I'm like, man, you know what? It's just amazing. But at the same time, it's it's, it's gratifying just being able to to enjoy the moment and, and being able to take advantage of my opportunities that has been given to me and uh, embracing everything, you know, because uh, we're blessed, man, you know, a uh, very small percent uh, of people play ba baseball at a professional level. So me being able to be one, uh, I have to get up every morning and thanks God for it. And uh, like I said, you know, I, I feel blessed by, by doing that. So.
What's incredible is that, you know, you said earlier that, you know, you saw those early cars of DiMaggio and Mantle and, and even, and even you know, even bringing up the name Ruth. Can you believe you have something in common with them, that you're also a Yankee outfielder in your career? Well, you know what, I, I always, uh, coming to Puerto Rico, grew up uh, watching, to, watching the Yankees because uh, it was a team basically that, you know, that had the most history. And uh, a lot of Puerto Ricans are, are Yankee fans or Mets fans. So, and it's, it's crazy for me to think that, you know, out of, you know, 18, 19 years of professional at the big leagues, 10 of, 10 of the years I have been able to play uh, in New York, uh, seven with the Mets and three with the Yankees. So um, I love the city of New York. Uh, the New York has been great to me and uh, to our family, and we have experienced a lot of good things here. So I'm very fortunate to be part of the history. So when you look back now at your career and you are clearly almost finished, do you think about the Hall of Fame? Do you think what that would mean to you? Well, you know what, uh, it's, it's, it's good to, when I hear reporters coming to me and asking me, uh, hey man, you know, uh, what do you think about the Hall of Fame? You know, I'm like, wow, you know, that really means that, you know, I'm being able to play this game for a long time, first of all. I have been able to, to, to contribute, you know, to different teams and put good numbers in order for you to be considered that. So, uh, honestly, I don't, I don't think about it. Um, I basically concentrate in, in, in the years that I'm playing, the organization that I play for. Um, I will think about it uh, when I retire from baseball. You know, I will look back and, and basically, you know, look at the numbers, try to compare the numbers to those players that we have similar numbers. And, you know, and I hope, I hope at one point, you know, if, you know, the numbers continue to get better, uh, I'll be considered for that. You know, if we, I get to, if I get to get to the Hall of Fame, you know, the glory and the honor will be to God. If I don't get there, the glory and the honor will be to God also because uh, he has been good to me. Every year, the Series 1 base card design is dissected and critiqued like a work of art, and the art director behind the designs of the last decade is John Dolden. To finish off the episode, I sat down with John and discussed the design choices he made in creating this year's version and where he thinks this year's base card ranks among the designs of the last 10 years. John, you have been working on Series 1 for many years. Be, let's be exact. How many? I believe it's been about 12 years. So you've seen many iterations of this product. What does this year's product mean to you? How does it stand out? Well, typically, top space cards uh, are white bordered or some kind of color border. Uh, last year, we broke away from that and put some team color borders uh, in the cards, which really added a lot of vibrant color to the cards. Um, this year we broke the mold completely and now we have a the photo area bleeding to the edge of the card essentially it has no border whatsoever and it also has a smoky feel to it I, I talked with clay earlier and he brought that up explain the motivation to use something like that so we want to keep the cards having the uh, a traditional tops feel and yet do something new so we did have the photography bleed to the edge, but we kept a, a nice white soft area in the corners, which isn't really a hard edge like a border, but still it gives a white area for parallel colors to make a gold version or a silver version. Um, and it's nice and soft and it blends with the photography so it doesn't really interrupt too much. So when you go through this type of a product, there are obviously many different types of inserts and also 
the the different hits that people can get, the relics and autos. What is your? I want you to be very biased. Favorite. What is your favorite? I think the team logo pin cards came out fantastic. I saw some of them today. Um, they look really great. Uh, they're metal logo pins um, for each team, and they look spectacular. I think they look really nice. We we run, wanted to make a a high end pin card, and I think we accomplished that. And on the inserts, I spoke with Jeremy a bit about the type of inserts that are in this product. He pointed out one that really was a, a hat tip to you, which was the perspectives. Talk about how difficult it was to make that type of a card. Yeah, it was extremely difficult. Um, we're using 3D type and fitting it into uh, a two-dimensional photo into the scene with simulating the lighting that exists in the photo and the shadows that were cast. Um, it was an effort, but uh, I think all in all the set came out great. Perspectives is one of my favorite inserts. So looking back, what has been your favorite base card design in your tenure here? And I, again, no holds barred, completely biased opinion. Let's hear it. I, you know, I, I hate to be obvious, but I, I think this is one of the best ones. Um, it is really groundbreaking for Tops to have such photography and have it bleed out to the edge of the card. It's such a difference from everything that we've done in the past, and um, I think collectors really appreciate it. Um, there's some dimension to the card. There's a team logo um, that's sort of obscured par partially, which gives this depth to the card. Um, there's also team color on the card, uh, player name, position, and so it has some similar elements, some traditional elements of the top space card, but it also encompasses this modern style. And with the photography bleeding off the edge, it's pretty impressive. We also added some sharpening effects to the player images that really make them pop out. And I'll finish with something that a lot of people have been talking about, which is that logo. It is not a complete logo. Like you said, it, it's cut off. And as you just mentioned, it gives it depth. Was that the reason why you did that? Yeah, absolutely. We, we wanted to add some dimension to the card. And um, it's often seen in different uh, sporting commercials. Um, and, and it's just kind of a nice effect, you know, rather than having uh, a large logo on the card. In essence, we actually made the logo larger than we normally do, and we were able to do that because we had it partially obscured. So the logo is larger, and yet it doesn't really cover up the photography as much. Before we go, it's time to announce the winner of the Trivia Challenge from last episode, who will be getting a 2015 Doctor Who trading card box. And the winner is Donnie Springfield, through his Twitter handle, DSpringfield. Donnie, thank you very much for playing, and thank you to everyone else for submitting your responses. Thank you for listening to Tops Talk, and we hope you hear us again soon. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, and you can follow us on Twitter at Tops Talk. If you have any questions or comments, or would like to talk about collecting cards on a future podcast, send us an email at topstalk at tops.com. Special thanks goes out to Clay Laraski and Leanne Minutoli, Jeremy Fullerton, John Dolden, Evan Longoria, and Carlos Beltran. Once again, 2016 Topps Baseball Series 1 is available right now, so go to your local hobby or retail store to pick up the 65th annual product. This has been Episode 14 of Topps Talk.